0: Welcome to the MarTech
1: Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about some changes in analytics and their impact on your MarTech stack. Joining us is Hugo Lorio, who is the partner at 55, which is a global MarTech consultancy that empowers brands to unite and fully optimize siloed data across all channels to drive business results. And today, Hugo and I are going to discuss Google Analytics for Pandemonium. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Hugo Lorio, the partner at 55. Hugo, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me. Excited to have you on the show. Excited to talk about something that I feel like a lot of marketers have a little bit of apprehension around. I think we all use Google Analytics in some capacity, and there's been rumors and debate about the impact of Google Analytics for Talk to me a little bit about what Google Analytics 4 is and how it's different than any of the previous iterations of Google Analytics. Google
2: Analytics 4 has a set of features that Google Analytics 3 in the previous versions didn't have. It's really a product that has been designed by Google to be much better at tracking user interaction across devices and reconciling user identities between mobile applications, mobile websites, desktop websites, So it's an entirely new data model that has been created from the ground up by the Google team.
1: So, what I'm hearing from you is that Google is getting into probably a more competitive state with the mixed panels of the world where you're able to track a single user identity across multiple devices. Somebody logs into my mobile app and then they go to my website, and maybe they're also logging in from a mobile device and a desktop. We understand who the same user is and what their actions are. There's a little bit of migration concern with Google Analytics 4. I've heard. A variety of things about how people are basically abandoning Google or, I don't know, there's been a lot of drama online about the impact of Google Analytics 4. Why does this cross-platform tracking that Google is launching, why is it making people so anxious?
2: Well, every time you go into like identity stitching, it can become pretty contentious quickly. The thing is, the way Google does identity reconciliation is actually pretty limited and safe. In order to have cross-device reporting and identity resolution in Google Analytics 4, you have to get the users to log in your website and your app at least once. So it's not Google coming and saying, I have a lot of information about pretty much everybody on earth because everybody uses my service and I will make that source of information available to everybody. If you want to track people across devices with Google Analytics 4, you have to bring your own identity space to some extent. So if nobody logs in on your website or your app, you won't have that cross-device identity in Google Analytics or like a very limited version of it. So that's why... I don't think it's really something that can scare marketers or regulators, to be honest, but I know it has been a quite like, an important topic when they launched the product initially.
1: Okay, so there's no notion in Google Analytics 4 of an anonymous signed-out user and being able to track their interactions across multiple devices. I know that in previous work that I've done with tools like Mixpanel, A user can come onto our platform, and we don't understand who they are, so we assign them an anonymous token, an an ID, and then when they sign in and and register, then we're able to map that anonymous ID to their registration information and understand who they are. But you can basically tie in the pre-registration information and activity to the post. It sounds like that's not the case with Google Analytics 4. The only thing that's really being measured in terms of cross-device connection is the post-login activity. Am I thinking about this the right way? True. It's
2: always possible to do it on your own when you export the log-level data into Google BigQuery and Google Cloud ecosystem. So technically, you can do that. But to be honest, you could do that already with the previous version of Google Analytics.
1: Okay. So it's technically possible, but it's not an off the shelf solution for Google to do this pre-logged in state tracking. Talk to me about some of the sort of table stakes of Google analytics. There is the website activity, the sort of anonymized, you know, how many users did you get? What pages did they visit? Time on site down to your event tracking and triggering. Has any of the sort of foundational elements of Google Analytics changed with this new version of analytics?
2: Yeah, the same value proposition is here. So you can track pretty much everything that users do on your website. With Google Analytics 4, you will do that through even tracking and adding parameters. In the previous version of Google Analytics, you had like a slightly different syntax. But at the end of the day, the goal is to understand how people do interact with your content, and where they dropped on the consumer journey path. The primary difference, I would say, for GA4 is in what has been made available in the standard version for end users. Because with Universal Analytics, the previous version, the standard product was what it was, but you had some strong limitations in how many data points you could collect without any sampling. You had limitations in how you could export the data to the marketing platform. You had limitations in doing attribution modeling. There is a lot you couldn't do without going enterprise and paying for the 360 version of the product. With GA4, you can already do 95% with the standard product. So they removed most of the product limitations you had with the standard product in order to make those features available for the vast majority of brand marketers and publishers.
1: It sounds like this is good news for marketers that some of the limitations of the universal Google Analytics 3 for how much data you could use and there'd be sampling and what you could do with the data and a little bit of that has gone away. You also mentioned that the syntax is changing slightly, so talk to me about the migration efforts that marketers have to go through to move from Universal Google Analytics 3 to Google Analytics 4.
2: Well, that's really the hard part because the tracking of Google Analytics 4 is different from the tracking with Universal Analytics. So when you want to move the old version to the new version, you have to implement new tags on your website, and you have to completely replicate the set of KPIs you had in Universal Analytics in GE4. So you have to work with your IT. You have to implement those tags in Google Tag Manager or other tag management systems in order to start collecting the data with this new model.
1: Here's where we get into the pandemonium in that the MarTech podcast website, we've got event trackers set up that are helping us understand who gets to content pages when someone clicks away from our website to any of the podcast subscribe buttons, a handful of other events and trackers where when somebody gets to a conversion page, we want to count that for our optimization efforts. And we're using Google Tag Manager to be able to implement these tags. So what you're saying is I have to go back and implement new tags that replicate some of my old tags. Why is that the case? Why didn't Google just make it so your existing tags continue to function? Why do you have to reimplement?
2: It's just a question of how they designed the data model of GA4. I mean, it's an entirely new product at the end of the day. So it's almost as difficult to go from Universal Analytics to GA4 than it is to go from Adobe Analytics to Google Analytics. It's just like a different product. You have some workarounds, you have some WYSIWYG system in order to migrate some of your features, but it's an entirely new implementation, essentially.
1: So for the marketers that are out there that have been using Google Analytics for years, we're, let's call it, low-volume users here at the MarTech podcast, and we've got a couple of events, and a couple of tags that we fire on key pages, nothing super scientific. What happens to our sites if we don't go through a migration? Will Google Analytics 3 still be functional? Is there a reason that we have to upgrade?
2: The existing version of Google Analytics, Universal Analytics, will keep collecting data until July the 1st, 2023. After that point, you won't be able to collect any new user interaction with the existing version of GA, but you will still have access to the product interface for a few months. Google has not said how long they will keep maintaining the old product interface, but if you want to keep collecting information about new users, you have to migrate the tags before the summer of next year.
1: So this seems like a massive undertaking that Google is asking virtually every website in the world to take. We've all set up tags. They've all been functioning for years and years. And now every single tag that you have on your website with Universal Analytics, Google Analytics 3, is going away within a year. What's the best practice here for the businesses that have Complex setups, hundreds, thousands of tags. How do you make sure that you implement Google Analytics for correctly?
2: Well, the best practice is to leverage what you have in your tag management system. If you do, the best practice for years has been to implement Google Analytics through a tag management system. So, typically, Google Tag Manager or another. If you do have a setup like this, it's likely that the majority of the information that you pass to Google Analytics, so typically what is the content of the article, what is the category of the product, what is the product ID, all that information is collected by the tag management system first and then sent to the Google Analytics tag. With the new version of the Google Analytics tag, you just have like a different way to pass the same information to Google Analytics, but it's much, much easier to work on the migration when you have that technical foundation in place. If you don't, you have to take your existing tagging plan and just mirror exactly what KPIs you wanna keep in the new version and focus on those tags first.
1: Okay, so when you're in Google Tag Manager, assuming that you've implemented all the tags on your website through GTM, I think of that, there's the triggers and there's the tags the triggers are remaining the same. I want my subscription trigger to fire anytime someone clicks on a button that says iTunes. That trigger is still going to fire but what you need to replace is the underlying tag. So essentially you're not deleting all of your old tags and starting over. You could basically just take some code and replace the tag, not the trigger in Google Analytics. So Hugo, for the brands that are not using tools like Google Tag Manager, what's your advice? Is it, well, you might as well set up Google Tag Manager and implement the new tags so you can deal with migrations the proper way down the road? Or is there another way to sort of Expedite the tag management and the migration from Universal Analytics to GA4?
2: Our recommendation is to use that opportunity to implement a tag management system, whether it's Google's or another solution, and to use that opportunity to revamp the KPI framework. What we realized when we started working on those migrations with our brand partners is that the majority of them actually didn't have like a clear, consistent set of KPIs and tagging instructions across the board, especially the companies that have either multiple brands or are present in multiple countries. They had a hard time getting consistency across all of their assets to have consistent reporting. That's also a good opportunity to go back to the drawing board and make sure that you have clean tracking in place that is compatible with the current stakes of digital marketing. So typically, privacy-wise, there are things that you cannot do today that you could do yesterday. So it's good to have like a brand new way of setting your Google Analytics tags to comply with those new rules.
1: All right, marketers, there's some good news. Your Google Analytics is going to become more powerful. It's going to have less restrictions on the things that you can do with your data, and you'll be able to use this multi-touch attribution, multi-device tracking that Google is building into Google Analytics for. Unfortunately, there's bad news as well. Google is going to force your hand into going back into Google Tag Manager or starting to use Google Tag Manager yourself because you're going to have to swap out every single tag that you have on your website to make sure that it functions beyond next summer. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Hugo Lorio, the partner of 55. Join us again tomorrow when Hugo and I continue our conversation talking about future-proofing your MarTech stack. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Hugo, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit his company's website, which is 50-5.com. That's F-I-F-T-Y-F-I-V-E.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Benjay Shap, B E N J S H A P. And if you haven't subscribed yet,